Do you believe in your business and want it to grow quicker? Make more sales, scale the business? <laughs> yeah, me too. I just love helping women in business and I want your business to be the best it can possibly be. You can expect truthful accounts of the highs and lows of business, struggles, traumas, epic highlights and priceless moments. I'll be sharing how this busy mum scaled a business from a local class in a village hall to 60 franchisees internationally. So let's get started. I'm Charlie Day and you're listening to the Entrepreneurs Growth Club podcast. Hello, everybody. I have got Sarah Monte Colombo here from Hallmark Designs, and I'm so excited to have her on my podcast. Hello, Sarah. Hello, Charlie. I'm super excited to be here. Now, I always tell people that you're a designer, like I'm always recommending you and telling people, but you're so much more than that, aren't you? I am. I am. I'm kind of, I do, I do need to kind of hone in my skills a little bit. <laughs> But yeah, um, I am essentially a graphic designer. I've got a shop on the side and um, just my background just helps me to help loads of people do um, lots of their businesses. So that's why I like to delve into all sorts of things just to help people on the way, really. So tell us about your background and how you got into running your own business. Um, just said, do you want the short story or the long story? Long. Long story. Okay. I never knew what I wanted to do. I always knew that I wanted to do something creative. Um, I've always been creative, come from a family of creatives, but I didn't know exactly what I wanted to make a career out of. Um, Even my degree was set out as graphic design and illustration. Um, You chose after the first year which field of expertise you could continue with. Um, Before that, even before that, I did a foundation course which covered everything because I really didn't have a clue what out of my creative side I wanted to go and work with. Um, During my degree, I knew I loved it, but I also wasn't up for starting the standard, working my up from the tea girl, um, making pennies just so that I could do it. Um, I landed a job straight from uni into the buying world. I loved it, it was creative, developing products, we launched the first ever venture brand for electrical um that was for the uk's number one retailer and i moved into the marketing team as packaging design manager they created roles specifically to utilize my skills Um, i got to travel a lot went to hong kong america um but before i went to before i left to go on to maternity leave with my first things just changed massively there were too many strict guidelines and road mapping in place that meant there was no creativity in any department. So no matter where I went back to, if I didn't go back to my specific role, it just, I I knew I wouldn't be happy there. Um, I I learned so a hell of a lot there, which I'll be forever grateful for. Um, But I had this opportunity, it felt like an opportunity. Um, I had amazing support and belief from my husband that I could just take it all on myself, do what I want to do and do it on my terms. Cue Hallmark Design. <laughs> That's how it started. I love it. So when you say you're from a family of creatives, yeah. what? talk to what? me about that. I'm, I'm so intrigued by like so, people who become entrepreneurs' families and like, you know, because being an entrepreneur is so different, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I, I don't, um, I've not come from a family of entrepreneurs, but I've, I've got, so 
my nan was a dressmaker. My mum kind of did everything creative, like, like window dressing. She did window dressing for some of the big shops in London. Um, my dad had his own printing company. Oh, wow. um, which is obviously super helpful now I keep going for him, to him for tips <laughs> <laughs> um and like my uncle is a kitchen designer oh, it's wow. all it's things like that yeah, yeah my brother's a carpenter so yeah it's interesting we're a product of the five people we spend the most amount of time with so definitely yeah. when you were growing up that probably had a something happened yeah <laughs> it's in the genes <laughs> something happened um, so talk to us about hallmark designs and what you do and what you have to offer i um i i create the mark that your business deserves is my tagline um, i do branding through logo and um station business stationery web design um anything that you need to be able to put your business into market and keep it going basically and how important do you think branding is for um, small entrepreneurs, like solopreneurs and um, like smaller entrepreneurs, like the sort of people who would listen to this podcast? How important is branding, in your opinion? It is super important, um, even even if you're one of those that really can't afford to um, get started with some invest into a graphic designer to do some proper branding for you in the long run it just works out to be so much more money for you so I see so many amazing business that are let down by their branding either they like I say they can't afford it or they don't understand the impact there are so many that just skip over the basics Um, I have a list of questions that I ask all of my clients um, to create any briefs like what's your target audience what's their gender what's their age what's their affluence um what's the three most important things to you and what's the three most important things to your customer because a lot of the time they're different um and people don't even really think of that your your branding is how your business feels to your customer what's the tone of voice what do you stand for why do i want to want to buy from you as well as the need um they need to be able to tell what it is before they actually choose to step inside your store and if as a business you don't know these things or you haven't got them firmed up um if your designer isn't asking you these things how is the mark that you're creating going to talk to the right people that's what graphic design is it is visual communication and it is a huge miss and can be quite damaging actually not to mention the waste of money um, if you don't get it right. Absolutely. And I think it's hard as a small business owner because the person who you go with in the beginning to be your designer is often the person that you stick with. So, you know, you start with someone and you're like, oh, brilliant, this person will do me a logo for 20 quid. And then five (laughs) years down the line, you've got the same designer and is that designer right for your business Mm. probably not no um and also a lot of the time it's like friends helping friends who don't necessarily have um the full skill set to be able to give you to future proof your business um your your brand is what make your makes your company stand out from the other companies in its industry your logo your business card your website is everything and they are your shop front. You don't want to be, you wouldn't go and spend £100 on a shop front sign just because it was in the scrapyard. 
yeah. it's probably a bit harsh <laughs> I totally know what you mean though but it's and true I, I see people for some reason in this world I see people a lot asking for stuff for free and I don't know yeah. if you felt like this but often on the entrepreneurs growth club I'll have someone saying you know I'm looking for a logo but I can't afford to pay or I'm looking for some mm -hmm. design work and I can't afford to pay and it just strikes me as a bit odd because that's like you know going into Tesco and saying I'm looking for my groceries this week but I can't afford to pay you know yeah. it's something that that costs money but sometimes I feel like people aren't willing to to spend the money do you find that? Absolutely. I think people just don't understand what actually goes into a logo. So um, it, it's 10 to 15 hours of work goes into your logo. If it's done properly, 10 to 15 hours of work, um, all the research behind it to um, research into your sector, into you as your business, research into um, the aesthetics of the logo to make sure that nothing's out there. So you're going to stand out properly. Um, there's yeah I think people don't understand and they just they want it now they just think as soon as I can get up and running I'll just kind of slap something on there um and it won't matter but they are forgetting this whole this is your shop front it's not uh, people think that you're branding as well as your logo but there's so much more to it and I think with social media and stuff that comes in even more like you're huge on like you've use social media a lot in your stuff and you're on the reels and TikTok and I love all of this stuff but but that is all branding as well isn't it absolutely absolutely so branding you, you can create it through yes your logo through color through copy through the story you tell and everyday appearances exactly like your Instagram your Instagram grid does the tone do the tone of the captions match the image do your videos your stories and your reels all complement each other complement your imagery is there consistency from in your branding from just your business card to your website if you have a website if you don't have a website it could just be your Instagram um the packaging of your product you see me go on about the importance of how you label your shipping packaging <laughs> in the group that's that's the first thing that people see when they receive that project product that they're so excited about they've, they've decided to choose you as a small business to to buy from you you've got them now you need to keep them hooked are you going to do that with cheapest chips packaging and messy handwriting that doesn't do your product justice yeah and you know you get those parcels through the post that you're like oh excited by even the box and then you get others that are, are not packaged as well and and it's those tiny things that sometimes you don't think about yeah, and don't forget as well that if you send a nice packaging, you can get someone like Charlie who then does um, a nice little video on Instagram on the story to show, hey, guys, this is what I've received. And it's the excitement that you've built up just from having that branding. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't get anything through my door from a small business that doesn't go on Instagram. So, yeah, um, yeah it's really important. If someone was starting out in business right now, what would be your top tips getting started with branding and everything that you do you need to like I say you need to understand fully go through your business plan get all those um get get that tone of voice down get that understanding of your target audience you need to know that before you do anything with your branding and you need to work with someone that understands how to take that and move it forward to 
um, I think the most important thing is future proofing yourself. You don't want to start. You can if if you if you can't afford to go for it straight away, then don't get me wrong. You you can go small. You can go cheaper to get it done. But you must have in the future plans a rebrand in place um, so that when you do start to develop yourself and your business, you're going to do it properly then. Yeah, we rebranded the beginning of this year. So um, that is something I'm familiar with. Stressful. (laughs) (laughs) It's stressful, but it's worth it. Absolutely. Definitely. And in terms of other businesses, like big businesses or whoever you like, who do you think, who do you look at and go, oh my gosh, they have got their branding just right. I would love to be like that business or, you know. Well, it's people like, um, you know, Coca-Cola and Nike and Cadbury's. You you think of that Cadbury's purple, super iconic. They've been, they've even launched um, the bars with nothing on their packaging but colour. Um, but you still know it's Cadbury's. And that's another thing, the importance of colour, um, consistency in um, brand colours in printing, your screen versus your printed. So if you take your logo and it's saved as a JPEG um, in CMYK, CMYK format for your email signature, sorry, for example, then it's not going to look like your brand colours because the screen is set up for RGB. It's going to look dull, muted, but you know, someone like Cadbury. Well, hang on, should... hang on a second. I feel like you're talking a different language. So you have you have um for screen, your screen is calibrated for RGB, right? Which is red, green, blue. Um, you have different percentages of all these different colours on your screen that when overlaid on top of each other, that's what the colour creates. Um okay it's much brighter than uh, on your screen versus if you had a CMYK colour, which is CMYK is used for printing. It stands for cyan, magenta, yellow, and K is for black. Right. So yeah, I get what you're saying now. It would look a different colour if you'd saved it in one format and you uploaded it as your signature. Yeah. So it's just, it's things like that, that big brands are going to do that um, they wow you every day with not just their, um, you you know that colour as soon as you see that purple you know it's Cadbury's but um, the adverts that come on so you know they've got that iconic um, Phil Collins gorilla um, advert where you know as soon as it started that that's Cadbury's yeah it's, it's in the back of your head now that's what I mean by the tone of voice um, and what they stand for yeah I think it about Disney too I mean Disney's like such I'm a big Disney fan but everything you know the smell the way it looks everything's magical you just know that everything that comes out of of Disney is magical and an advert can come on and it's like a a parent and a child and they're not even doing anything Disney-ish yet but you know where it's going yeah you know they're going to be in front of that castle before (laughs) (laughs) um so let's talk a little bit about you being a mum in business and the whole juggle a lot of people who listen to this podcast are mums who are working how do you do that you've got two children haven't you yeah I've got a 15 month old and a three-year-old wow um yeah it's been obviously very different during these times anyway for everyone um but it's you know it's been it has been very hard um I uh 
I tend I tend to I've tried to um, put aside particular days or particular hours so that I am just mum and they they get the whole of mum um, because you know the mum guilt and when you're playing with them you don't you don't want to you don't want your head to be a different place um stressed and thinking about gosh I just want you to go to sleep so that I can get my work done which I've also been there too <laughs> but um I have tried to put those in place um so that I've got specific days for mum specific days for work and that tends to work much better um generally before covid um so <laughs> these days it has been more um working out how do I get those hours to change so I will, when my youngest goes for a nap, get a quick hour in and that feels like that kind of covers me for all the crazy important pressing things during the day. Um, and then as soon as they go to bed, I'm, I'm working kind of all the hours I can. Um, but I have to say what's, what I think people might be able to tune into a little bit to try and get them through is just that I, I just love what I do so much that it doesn't, it kind of doesn't matter about being tired and being stressed and trying to fit it all in because I just enjoy what I'm doing. Um, I think that's so important to be able to get you through those times and um, you, you need to be able to put that same passion into both sides. So yeah, so what, what like I'm saying with having, having your days split and, um, or your, your time, whether it's hours, whether it's days, whatever it is, you just need to get into the right zones for that time. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think it's so hard with preschoolers to do both things. Like, obviously, that's the hardest time because A, they can't even entertain themselves, but yeah. also they don't go to school, obviously. Yeah. Um, but I think if you can get through this time and make it work, even if that is really hard, even if that means you work in 7.30 till midnight some days, you know, just getting, knowing that it's not forever, but you're it's not forever. And it's also, it's for them. So, you know, you're doing it for a reason. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and what do you love about your business? What is your favorite thing about, about running your business? Oh, I just, it's, it's within my power to educate people and give them solutions, um, create the mark that their business deserves. <laughs> my tagline. Um, I, love, I love that. I'm always handing out my tips on social. I started my blog. I talk about the importance of like, we've talked about color, printing, brand consistency, and um, the difference between a logo and a brand. Um, I'm forever, forever delving deeper than just the design work with my clients because I have that knowledge and a different perspective with, with my background. Um, and I just want to give them, I want, want them to have the best start. I want them to thrive. And it's so important that they have a well-rounded view and the confidence to push forward. Um, and it's my passion to work with startups and small businesses because of the creative freedom, um, which obviously I wasn't getting previously. Um, and kind of the whole reason I'm doing this. Um, but and my background allowing me to advise and push them that a little bit further. And it's so exciting to just be a part of their launch and watch their watch the response to their launch, watch the response to them growing and watching them growing. It's like you are a part of that business and I just can't get enough. Yeah, I love that. And I feel like I say this all the time and I don't know, it's just the people that I work with are just 
you're always up for like helping anybody. And this is what, like I said at the beginning, I'd never know. It's like something comes up and it's like, I need this thing on my website. And it's something and I'm like, I'm sure Sarah does things on websites. I'm sure Sarah does logos. And then somebody else will be like, I need help with my Etsy shop. And I'm like, oh, Sarah's got an Etsy shop. She knows about Etsy. But you are just like so up for helping people out. And, and I think that that is so good when you're in, we're in service-based industries and and you can't give freebies out and things like that but actually helping people in that way is like a freebie and I, I there's some people that I know I can always tag them and they will help that person out and you are one of those people oh yeah I, I just I, I love it I love that I can do it and I just think if I'm lucky enough to have these skills and be doing what I'm doing we're all in it together so let's just help each other out it's not you know that's just it's a way of life especially in these times absolutely and on the flip side what do you what is the worst thing about running your own business um gosh I don't know I think it's I don't know I love it I love that (laughs) I love it it's it's obviously it is very stressful it is the whole getting people to back you you know when you first start out as um a mum that's finished maternity leave and oh she's starting her new business they're thinking is she really though is it not just you know one of these um quick things that she's not really she's not putting her heart into um it takes a lot for people to actually realize no we're, we're doing this this is a thing and um I'm believing in myself and I'm pushing it um and to get them to back you I think I found that quite difficult to begin with um still do now um but people have always got something to say haven't they about people starting their own business it's like a a free reign to say whatever you want like oh and what are you gonna do if it doesn't work out like something will work out won't you (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's just um I think so long as you've got that passion it doesn't matter because you know exactly where you're going and um you you know you've got nothing to prove to anyone so just crack on and do what you need to do and also you've got the two things so you've got your Etsy shop where you sell all your stuff and then obviously you work with um, companies as their designer so having those two things must be quite good especially when you were starting out yeah well the Etsy side of things was so now now I'm actually selling stuff on my own website but the Etsy when it first started I thought would just be kind of like my bread and butter um or or just kind of a little bit of pocket money kind of thing um I didn't think it would do that well um I wasn't really pushing it I was trying to focus on the design side but then it's just ended up that both sides of the business are just you know doing very well and um yeah so grateful that I kind of have both of those things to fall back on and it's also great doing those those kind of two separate um tasks I guess daily that just takes your mind off of things and keeps everything different um keeps it enjoyable and keeps it exciting yeah it's good to have a bit of variation isn't it Mm. do you do because obviously you are creative and we know now that you've got this from your family do you do a lot of creative stuff with your children and I know you do that lovely um tablecloth that's like a coloring sheet which I love that's on your shop but yeah do you do lots of stuff like that with your kids 
I do. Um, I was laughing with my sister-in-law the other day, actually, because it is so stressful being a creative who, you know, I'm not just a fine artist that doesn't matter where kind of the lines lines end up. And um, that's how the point of the process It is. I'm very specific and I'm, I'm a perfectionist. <laughs> so working with my toddler, um, he's, oh, it's quite hard. So I love being creative with him, but you know, I just don't like it when he puts the eyes in the wrong place. <laughs> <laughs> That's not supposed to be there. That's not supposed to be that colour. Um, no, but they they do get there. We're always doing crazy creative stuff and um, the family get lots of creative presents for I love that. Christmas. And also like their them. birthdays, because a lot of the stuff oh, yeah. you sell is is the birthday, all the stuff and the birthday. And, and your uh, last child, what... Um, what theme did he have? And I was, I knew straight away it was the glasses. It was blippy. Yes, yeah. And it, but it yeah. wasn't blippy. It was just like a touch of blippy, but you could tell it was blip. Oh, yeah. It was, yeah. So oh, I just don't like tack. <laughs> it was really hard to create. Um, oh, he wanted a blippy party, and it's his, it's his first year of actually understanding what he wants and what he likes. So I had to do blippy. But I didn't want any of um, I just didn't I didn't want like logos and um, characters kind of everywhere. So I just made these massive glasses um, that I put on the wall and made, it just made a kind of giant blippy out of the table. Um, but it just looked cool rather than yeah, it looked awesome. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, I just I, I go a bit crazy with their birthdays and I. Um, my stepmom as well is absolutely amazing with um, all the creative stuff. She helped with um, my son's first birthday was, uh, what was the thing? Wild. It was a wild one. His second birthday was dinosaurs. And she just made all of these like eggs out of chocolates. And um, oh, I just, she, she's got some awesome ideas. I don't know why she doesn't do it full time. Um, but uh, we've just kind of set the precedence now. We've just got to keep going. So, <laughs> and when he gets to school, that's it. You're yeah, gonna I know. Me. I need to five friends. Friends, I'm not doing anything bigger because I just can't handle. <laughs> this could be yeah. uh, the third business, sideline, birthday party, death. Yeah, no, people have said that to me. Oh, you should do parties. I can't do anymore. <laughs> You're like, I'm, I'm too busy. Yeah. So is your husband creative as well? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was just thinking like the mother-in-law no. and what's no. going on. He is he is marketing, but he's he's very um business, very commercial. Um he yeah, he always comes to me with the creative stuff. So <laughs> <laughs> um so I always end my podcast with the same three questions. So are you ready? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so the first one is who inspires you? okay so I was going to joke and say you Charlie you are no but you are you are an inspiration a huge inspiration to everyone on your group um it is amazing what you do and you're like similar age to me and it's just like I can't believe how far you've come and you're just I, the passion that you have is it feels like it's it resonates with me so much um but <laughs> I would actually say my just life is my inspiration um, I didn't have the easiest upbringing, no divorced parents, divorced step parents, um, didn't have money. We lived in 16 different houses where 
we've not been able to make the uh, meet the rent. Um, I studied sociology A level, and I was so interested in the statistics that kind of said that I shouldn't be going places with my background. I shouldn't be where I am today. And I don't want to live as a statistic. And I don't think that anyone should feel like they are held back by these things. And I kind of just use that to drive me. Even now, because you know yourself, having children just changes your world. And now you want to live for them and you want to show them their true potential. I mean, that went a bit deep there, didn't it? <laughs> no, but I totally agree. I totally agree. So, yeah, that's... That's, that's what inspires me. That's what motivates me. I love that. And what about a book? Are you, are you a reader? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a reader. I was worried about this. But do you know what? There was, there was one book that um, my husband made me read a few years ago. And I just thought, do you know what? Actually, this has made me realise that this has had a massive impact on me. It was The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari by Robin Sharma. Um, it just, it teaches you how to let go. If, if you're an overthinker, if you're, if you suffer from anxiety, um, it just shows you a new perspective of life and it, yeah, it teaches you how to let go and just do it. Awesome. I love that. Um, and finally, if you were to give one piece of advice, and I know that you have got so much advice to give to people, but just one piece of advice, for an entrepreneur, what would that be? Invest in good branding. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm I love half- it. I think that's great <laughs> advice. I'm only half joking. Um, <laughs> She's not joking at all. Just, just live your passion. If this is what you want to do, if this is what you believe in, if this is what you love, just live, breathe it, and eat it for breakfast, and the rest will naturally come. I love that. And I feel like, you know, we would be doing people a disservice if they didn't go and follow you right now on Instagram and watch your Instagram reels because oh, they're gosh. just so entertaining. I love them. I absolutely awful, love them. Charlie. <laughs> so tell people where they can find you on social so that they can follow mainly your reels, but also your journey. <laughs> so I am um Instagram and Facebook and TikTok, it's all the same. Um Hallmarked dot design. Love it. You can find me. Thank you so much, Sarah. Thank You're you, absolutely Charlie. fabulous. If Thank anybody you. is listening to this and thinking that they need a designer, then you should definitely get in touch with Sarah. And you should also check out her amazing shop with the most awesome Christmas stuff mm-hmm. on there. Is it on yet? It is. Yeah, it is. It's a whole Christmas section. It's so excited. Yay! So um, definitely go and check. T- tell everyone your website. It's um, hallmarkdesign.com. <laughs> Quite simply. Go there right now and check it out. Thank you so much, Thank Sarah. You. Thank you. Thanks so much.